change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Giorgio Janis and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. All right. Welcome to another episode of How to Do Life with Giorgio. So I'm going to talk about an interesting topic. I mean, I keep saying they're interesting, but let's face it. I find all these topics interesting and I hope you do too. But today's topic is going to be about perfectionism. Now, it's an interesting topic when it comes to a wide variety of aspects of life. When we talk about creativity and creative work, there's a lot of perfectionism that usually shows up there. It can show up in our professional work whenever we're having to submit projects, proposals, sales pitches, copywriting, marketing, and so on, even product development. Perfectionism also shows up in relationships where you're waiting for the perfect individual or the perfect kind of relationship or the perfect situation for you to express how you feel. It can even show up with finances, waiting for the perfect amount of money to show up before you start budgeting or waiting for the perfect opportunity for you to actually start doing something about your finances. All these different forms of perfectionism, they're all related to the same thing. And so on today's episode, I want to be able to tackle some of that with you and give you an understanding of what might be really going on there for you. So let's get into it. Now, perfectionism is actually fear disguised. Now, that might sound obvious and non-surprising, and you may have even heard that somewhere else, but when you actually start to peer under the hood or behind the curtains of what's going on with perfectionism, you will find that it's actually fear. Fear, when it comes to perfectionism, it's actually our attempt to try and delay sharing what we're working on with others, putting it in a position where it receives critical feedback, or actually dealing with some kind of rejection or failure. Now, if you don't actually have the same concerns about these things unfolding for you, if you don't fear failure, if you don't fear rejection or criticism or critical feedback, then you stop leaning on achieving perfection before you actually finalize whatever it is you're working on. So what does that actually look like in reality? Well, in a number of cases with several of my clients who are professionals, they spent more time than they needed to wrestling with the finer details of publishing something that was important to them, either a course, a book, or a piece of content and ended up delaying it over tiny little details that the consumers wouldn't even recognize. 
An example of this is Steve Jobs. He focused a lot of intention on the internals of the devices. Now the reality is, the end user has almost zero awareness of how beautiful the design is on the inside of the phones or the iPads. Tech nerds, tech geeks, people who are into technology or just industrial design are the ones who appreciate this, but they are the minority of the user base that purchases the phone, the end user. So getting caught up on all these minute details may be for nothing. And in some instances, they are. So the question is, do you continue to delay actually either starting the project or the work that you're wanting to tackle, or even putting it out there and publishing it when you're at the tail end of it, for these minute details that people may not even notice or even fully appreciate. This is something you want to ask yourself about because if you're actually fearing the criticism but you're using trying to get the most absolutely perfect end result as a result, then you're tripping yourself over. In fact, you're getting really selfish if you take a look at what's really happening here. You're so caught up on achieving perfection that you're robbing other, other people the opportunity of being able to experience whatever it is you're wanting to put out. If you're working on a book and you spend too much time trying to perfect it, you are continually robbing people, the readers, of the opportunity of consuming the book. If it's a course, you're robbing people the opportunity of being able to go through the course. If you're designing a retail space or a restaurant, or if you're trying to nail down the perfect product and make it as if the first product that you produce is like the version 5.0 version that you want to produce and put out there in the world, then you're robbing all of the people who would get value from version 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0 as you continue to refine and iterate as you go. When we get stuck in perfectionism, we actually rob a whole lot of opportunities from people out of our selfish fears of being criticized, dealing with rejection, maybe not being fully up to par. And what can be a huge undercurrent is a fear of humiliation, that you put something out and everybody just laughs at it. And you experience an abundance of embarrassment. But that's not the whole truth. Because the what you'll find in the various things that I talk about is that in this neutral world that we live in, you cannot experience criticism without also experiencing praise. This is something that I learned from a mentor of mine, Dr. Demartini, where when you actually look at any given moment when you are receiving criticism from people, you are receiving an equal amount of praise from another group of people, if not one person alone. So we're avoiding an outcome that isn't entirely true. Now, the reason why we live in fear, if you've listened to or watched my podcast episode on anxiety, fear is that you're expecting the past to repeat itself. So the only reason you are using fear as a way to cover up your perfectionism is because at some point in the past, 
you put something out, you shared something with a group or an individual and you received some kind of critical feedback or it wasn't up to par or it didn't quite deliver and that was a painful experience for you. So if you are one to get stuck in perfectionism, instead of buying into the disguise that you're quite a perfectionist and that's what makes you brilliant, let's get real, let's get really humble because I used to think this about me years ago. You're not as brilliant as you think when it comes to perfectionism. That's not the brilliance. The brilliance is you actually creating whatever it is you're creating and putting it out there in the world. It's not in the perfection. The perfection is actually in the flaws. So look back through your past and take a look. Where in the past did you put something out where it was being criticized? And you will probably find that one of several things have happened. You either crammed in the last minute, like we all did as kids, we crammed the assignment in the last minute, or we did it like we spent a lot of time initially and then stopped thinking, well, I'm way ahead of it. And then you ended up having to cram again right at the last minute, or you were struggling with it and then you ended up asking for help, or you didn't quite hand it in in a in the way you were supposed to or at all and received a lot of criticism and feedback i remember when i was in grade i think it was five grade six i didn't complete my mathematics homework and so and i wasn't a huge fan of mathematics when i was younger and i struggled with it and so i didn't hand it in what ended up happening that day I think my teacher was just in a mood and she was fatigued. Understandably, I can't imagine doing what she was doing. And stood me up in front of the class and just tore into me, came down on me in front of all of my friends. And she hadn't done this when people hadn't handed in their homework before. It was really what seemed to be out of character. Now, for a few years, I was wrestling with those feelings and felt like she had kind of personally attacked me and she kind of did but what i came to understand when i actually did the work on this experience was that there was words that she shared with me and she said it to the whole class but was using me as an example we were coming towards the end of grade six and here in australia grade seven is when we start high school she was worried that if i wasn't able to deliver on the homework that I wasn't going to be able to navigate high school. She wanted to make sure that she gave me everything that she could to make me feel like I could handle high school. And because she was seeing that I wasn't quite delivering, she had these concerns. What was actually on the surface, what appeared to be a criticism, was actually an act of care, love and compassion. She really did genuinely care about me and making sure that I got through. She cared about all of us. And she was feeling fatigued by the idea that maybe she wasn't quite delivering on her duty as a teacher. She felt like she was carrying a huge burden, making sure these kids transitioned from primary school into high school. And so when I started to look at it through her eyes at that point, 
my whole perspective of this experience shifted and I went from feeling humiliated about not handing something in to realizing that she was trying to help me and she was wanting to make sure that she actually carried me across the line. So if you have a memory like that where you felt like delivering something late led to some kind of painful or negative feedback, go back and reframe it. Go back and have a look. Maybe there was something going on there that you didn't quite fully appreciate about the experience. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to nail it with perfection before it gets out there. The only reason today's technology is what it is, is because the more primitive, basic versions of technology that came out years before what we have today was put out into the world. And they found that there was certain limitations of it, that it didn't quite deliver in some areas. So they went back to the drawing board, reassessed, innovated, pushed the envelope, put out new technology. They found that had limitations and issues. They went back to the drawing board and they just kept coming back and reiterating and refining and developing the technology. To the point where the phones, tablets and computers we have today are the most powerful computers we've ever had in the history of humanity. So the only reason that has happened is because perfection was overcome and delivery took place. Expression, putting it out, actually took place. The same is true for relationships. The only way a relationship can evolve and develop is because you actually put yourself in the relationship to find out, can I, can this relationship work? Is there something there? And then you fight, you have an argument, you have some conflict and you work through it. And then you achieve another layer. You, re, you achieve a one point version 1.5 of the relationship. And then you hit another snag. And then once you hit that snag, you decide, are we going to work through this? Are we going to try and develop and grow from it? Yes, you do. And then you hit version 2.0, 3.0, and you continue to evolve. But the only reason you get to more evolved versions of relationships in your life, both personal and intimate and romantic relationships, is because you started working on it. You didn't try and find the perfect relationship out of the box, off the shelf. This is the one, there's no work required. I don't think there's a relationship that exists like that where you just pick them off the shelf and go, yep, cool. Just make sure you fully charge it before you turn it on and away we go. We've got the relationship, right? There's a whole industry. It's called the adult industry that is trying to market devices like that, but even those devices don't fully deliver. So give yourself a break. Stop trying to achieve perfection. In fact, perfection comes through evolution not the other way around. It is through the evolution of us as individuals, as a humanity, as a collective, as hearts, minds, and souls. It's the evolution and growth that is the expression of perfection. Something for you to think about. So if you're getting stuck in perfectionism, which is actually fear just disguised, Spend some time reflecting on what that fear might be. And if it helps, also jump back into the anxiety podcast episode 
where I explore anxiety and fear, and it might give you a bit of a different framework around that too. So I hope today's episode is helpful. Don't get stuck in perfectionism. It's not worth it. You won't get to the end of your life looking back thinking, I'm glad I spent so much time trying to perfect it and never really getting out there and putting it out there. The thing you will be grateful for is that you actually started putting your work out there, that you overcame your perfectionism and tried. So if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the episode on whatever platform you're listening to or watching this on. And please leave us a review. It helps the algorithm. It helps prop up the podcast and actually expand the reach organically. We want to make sure we get this message out to as many people as possible. But on that note, I hope today's episode was helpful and valuable. And I'll see you in the next one.